0: Hi, Fashion Hotline. Hi, after this long winter, my family needs a style pick-me-up for spring.
1: Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, spring's first big sale is on now. Pick up fresh styles for the family from just 5 10 and $15 Put tees and tanks from 5 bucks, kids' shorts from 10 bucks, and jeans from 15 bucks. Whoa, styles from just 5 bucks. That's right. Plus, get 50% off swimwear and buy online and pick up in-store for free today. Now that's a real pick-me-up. Get to Old Navy and OldNavy.com now for spring styles from 5 10 and 15 bucks. About 318 to 326 in stores. Select styles only. Excludes licensed and in-store clearance. Audience, people, are you ready to become podcast audience people? People normally say I can't hear you when they do that, but I can definitely hear you because we're two foot away from each other. Um, let's start the live podcast experience. So, Sarah and Alan, come out here. This is Juvenalia Live, 50th episode. We'll put you in the middle.
2: That's oh, for you. We're going
1: to sit down. Okay, grand.
2: Yeah, were you going to stand? I was going to stand
1: for a bit. Yeah. Oh. No, no, that's, that's fine. Okay,
2: let's stand up for a minute.
1: Hi. We're, up, we're all up. Hello. Thank you, everybody, for coming out.
2: Yeah, this Hello. is really nice. Yeah. That's really cool.
1: And there's never all three of us here either, so we're going to figure that out. That'll be new yeah. for us. Normally,
2: the reason they keep us apart is because me and Alan just talk about candles
0: and it turns into a candle. Yeah.
2: Broadcast. Yeah. As as do, <laughs> candle talk minimal tonight.
1: We've like, deliberately taken out all the candles in the room just yeah. to make sure.
2: We have no triggers right now. I'm calling my handbag.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so How are you? You good? Yeah. Well, Everybody's I'm so good. I'm
0: excited to see all of Irish Twitter here tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my parents. Yeah. It's
2: nice. um, it's this wonderful is it's cool. You
0: guys came out, especially to support um, Together for Yes.
2: It's yeah. To
0: have gatherings during this time that not only bring Soundos together, they also
2: raise a couple of quid for something really important. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for showing up.
1: We should do our table quiz, because we got some yeah. goodie bags and um,
2: stuff. I have a we have five prizes to give away and all the questions are Tom Hanks teamed because we are discussing a special film that he is in yeah Um. so Sarah and I are going to be quiz masters and I will run so around so Sarah it's do you want to do the wait
1: what else it's handy here because when we did the last live show it was in a very big room and I had to run around
2: yeah Alan was sweaty I,
1: I came was... back and I was so sweaty because yeah. nobody got the last question right so I had to ask like 20 people <laughs> so I had to run Lily really up and down the work. I was months. just
2: standing laughing and
1: then I was sitting there kind of just sweating profusely hoping yeah. Maria Dal Kennedy would not notice how sweaty I was yeah so, but the
2: lights, we were all sweaty under those lights.
1: It was very sweaty. It's Even getting Maria sweaty here Dun now Kennedy already. It
2: was a little sweaty.
1: I mean, we'll probably cut that out. But.
2: Goes, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's it. Yeah, it was like, you just look like you've really nice highlighter on. Yeah. Whatever. Well,
0: tonight, instead of a big room, we've got this lovely nanny yeah. parlor. Yeah. It's lovely. Which, uh, I, the wallpaper is.
2: Very yellow. Or orange. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I can't. Yeah. So, what are
0: our quiz questions?
2: Our quiz questions. Okay, so I'm going to go first. The first line is the question, the second line is, is the. Uh, and the he in question is, is Tom Hanks. It's Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what Carly Rae Jefferson video did Tom Hanks appear in for her album Emotion? Put your
1: hand up if you know. Put your hand up if you know. Okay, this person over here. Okay, I'm going to come over to you. Yeah, you go over. What's your name? Uh, James. Hi,
2: James. Um, what? What? What's the answer?
1: Uh, I really like you.
2: Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you a prize. <laughs> I made goodie bags and worked today uh, in the goodie bags there's some hula hoops there's
1: no you, no, you can stop there
2: yeah and then Alan went to a charity shop in Waterford and got prizes so here's a DVD of Brian Adams at Slane
1: <laughs> you're welcome Alan.
2: so Sarah I'm going to get the next question up for you so
0: oh my goodness so he's, he's a man I know, I know, he's so he? cute, I know. <laughs> uh, what does the Man of the Hour, Tom Hanks, collect?
1: Okay, here, here Alan, we go. Alan,
2: will I give oh, you a prize okay. first? You get the prize, yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, Sarah, you were on All right. There we go. You're still on it. There we go. Okay. Here you
2: go, Alan. Oh,
1: what's your name?
0: Claire. Uh, typewriters.
1: Correct. That's correct.
0: That's
1: correct.
0: <laughs> okay. Here you go. <laughs> so... He, like, the most interesting man? so
2: interesting do you know he wrote short stories and it's are really good I heard. I'm so
0: excited your phone
2: just went blank oh did you? it okay. oh it locked okay hey
1: whoa whoa whoa, whoa
2: whoa whoa oh no no prizes no. Prizes. prizes sorry I Alan. spent a
1: lot of time finding these prizes okay we gotta laugh and appreciate all of them we have
2: to give Alan his moments. so
1: you get a goodie bag and uh, do you have a PlayStation 2 because <laughs> <laughs> you now have Britney's dance beat for PlayStation 2 <laughs> so enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> that okay. was two euro in the St. Vincent de Paul and there's <laughs> Doug and Waterford.
2: charity shops if you guys haven't been in a while go <laughs> there's some good They're shit cool in there now. Okay. Um, how does Tom Hanks sign off all of his tweets and you have to spell it no <laughs> Okay. He the guy behind you had his hand up first. I'm sorry. Oh. Would you like to come up a bit closer to me because I can't move past all these people. And and if you could tell me your name and your star sign.
3: Rob Capricorn. Rob
2: Capricorn. Okay, Rob Capricorn. <laughs> what's what's the answer? It's Hanks H J N X. Yes. Yes. I'll get you your prize. You see, I okay. thought that like a yeah. joke, but it's real. No, it's real. No, it's real. Okay.
1: He's like a Manx cat. But oh so God. you
2: get um, a James Rollins novelisation of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> and a goodie bag. with There's some Harry bows and things and stickers. So enjoy those. If you would prefer uh, a Britney Spears PlayStation 2
0: game, we won't give out to you for swapping. Feel free to mingle, yeah. yeah That's yeah. a good novelization
1: okay. though, because I read the first so page and it's very novelizationy oh, y okay. So it's good. How many
0: times have you been married? Okay. Uh, what is the name of Thomas Hank's
2: second <laughs> wife? Second wife. Oh, you'll ahead. Okay. All right. I'm going to. Do you want to come up? I was like, how many times have you been married? Okay. Does he sing? <laughs> What's your name? George White. And, George, what is the name of his second Richard? wife? Wilson. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Rita is such a beautiful first. Sorry, name. I'm crouching. Okay. George, you win. Life is a Roller Coaster, the autobiography of Ronan Keating.
1: <laughs> Hardback.
2: And then the goodie bag. Hardback. This to be like first edition. Oh,
1: yeah, it's from 2000. Okay, work. Yeah.
2: So we have the last, the last bag one. here. All right. And um, first of all, this is the grand prize because it's the hardest <gasps> question. And it's in a bag that I took from work because no one wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in a bag from the Houses of the Oroptus in like a gym bag. So, there's some special prizes in there. So, Alan, do you oh, want yeah. to talk about them? Sure. You oh, open in here, are them out and okay. then have a chat about them. I don't know. What will we do while he's doing that?
1: So, this is like a, a toxic gender rules double set. Oh. So, we have the Guinness uh, World Records for Girls book. Oh. Yeah. It's uh, celebrities, glamour, fashion, plus loads of fab facts and fun for girls only. So... We'll line gender. Gender,
2: gender
0: is a construct.
1: Give here us an example gender. of a, a record for girls. But
2: a record for girls. Gender we is a We are going to have to read about that now. I that opened that on wrong. that exact page. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Julia Roberts? It's Julia
0: Roberts. Let's see what we know about her. Uh, she was born on the 20th of October. World record. Oh. <laughs> she's
1: the most. She's the most born on October 20th of any person
0: like that she means yeah. she's a Scorpio the highest waterfall is the majestic I can't read Well, that. I read that I'm for blind, you I'm a
2: blind person <laughs> highest waterfall the b- the is best. the Salto Angel waterfall in Venezuela and it's 979 meters yeah, so you wouldn't have known that you're welcome
1: ladies that's very <laughs> <funny>.
2: <laughs> that waterfall was built by women
1: <laughs>
2: uh, oh, oh, it's about pets animals
0: guinea pigs usually live to be five years old. Aww. But not Snowball. <laughs> Snowball oh. uh, lived Twisted. until he was 14 years and 10 months old.
2: Yeah. Oh. I wonder what
0: he wrecked Look, Was he real big? Yeah. I'd say that's a very annoyed parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, oh yeah. fuck,
1: I've sat So to feed for this Waterfall
0: thing. and Guinea Big Facts, for gals, so that's for the gals. Yeah. Then for the
1: toxic guys, we have <laughs> a secondhand Blu ray copy of Steven Seagal Driven to Kill. <laughs> <laughs> they took his daughter, so he's taking them down. Um, and the, really the treat here is, is the thing on the back because I'm going to read it all for you um, he's been under siege, half past dead hard to kill, marked for death and had fire down below which is apparently a film about UTIs which I that sounds like know. Cystitis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh cool okay fire down
2: okay.
1: <laughs> awesome now action movie martial arts superstar Steven Seagal is a merciless man machine of vengeance driven to kill on a one-way, full throttle journey towards blood-spattered revenge. Now, when I picked this up, I was like, I wonder if there's like some like, Russian propaganda in it. <laughs> and, yes, Steven Seagal plays Ruslan Drashev, a notoriously brutal enforcer um. for the New York contingent of the Russian mafia. Um, after a lifetime of living on the edge, within the shadows of the city, Ruslan decides to give up the life of murder to become a best-selling crime novelist. <laughs> Twist. Um, <laughs> but... But, after returning to his old turf to visit his family, Rustan is devastated to discover that his daughter's engaged to an old enemy. Yeah, I know. After his wife is shot dead and his daughter fatally wounded, which also means shot dead, as far as I know. Um, during the wedding ceremony, Rustan begins a lethal, bone-breaking saga of retribution. So if you're into any of the words in that, then this Bone is the end for you. Not a very violent words. Now it says his daughter is killed there, but also she's taken on the front, so it's more of a metaphor on the front, like they took his daughter. Just in case you think it's Liam Neeson, and you go, "Oh, that's that Liam Neeson film," but it's not. No. Anyway, that's the long way of saying. Here's question five.
2: This is, this is the grand prize question. Yeah. Um, Sarah, do you want to? You take the reins on this.
1: Go for it.
0: <gasps> wow.
2: Yeah. What was his son,
0: who briefly tried to be a rapper, named? I bet. I oh, know people who over do here it. first. Down the back? Okay. Oh, right. All right.
2: Hi, what's your name on your sign? Hi, Gillian Taurus. Oh, we're.
0: <laughs> it's your birthday month. It's currently
2: Taurus season. Yeah. Congratulations. How is it? How's, it, how's it going? How's it going for you? It's great. Gifts great. Flix suit. Thank you. Cool. So, so what's his rapping son? He doesn't rap anymore. He rapped for a time. Um, Colin. <gasps>
1: oh, That's the actor's no.
2: son. I'm sorry. We're looking also, I should have said, we're looking for like his rap moniker, not his real name. Which is and also not Colin. Colin. <laughs> oh, we have another... Hello. Okay, I know you, but what's your name anyway for the listeners? I'm Cahill. Cahill. What is the name of Tom Hanks's rap and son? Is it Chet Hayes? Yes, it, it is. is. It is. Well done. That's an Here extremely you go. It's deep a gift
0: cut. gift from the houses it's of the Orochus. <laughs> <laughs> That's know? the kind of thing that pops up on your Spotify recommended and you're like... Where did you find this, Spotify? It How was in you know? 2011. It was a while ago. That's...
2: Yeah. Recently so enough. that's
1: another good table quiz, I think.
2: Yeah, it was good. Yeah. How we were we pumped from knowledge about Tom Hanks.
1: Is the energy high? I think it is.
2: It's like medium high, but we're that a medium did... high podcast. That is true. <laughs> so that's fine. we have, too rowdy. We have a very yeah.
1: high energy theme song, and then we go, hey. What's yeah. Hey, How
2: let's are you? chill about it.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. Forward line ASMR. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Should we bring out our guest? I think we should. Let's bring her out. Yeah. So our guest is graphic designer. You know her work from films like the Grand Budapest. <laughs> Bang. You Usually her... we'd edit that out. Oh yeah, and we're gonna leave yeah. this in. We'll leave it all in. Yeah. You know her work from films like the Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, Isle of Dogs, Bridget Spies, Shooters. And she's just very talented, and we're delighted that she read to be here. So it's Annie Atkins, everybody. Welcome back to the stage.
4: Hi. Hello. Hi, Annie. Thank you for that lovely introduction.
1: It's it's uh, I could probably do better. I'm sorry. <laughs> I panicked. Thank I got you, everybody,
4: hot. for coming tonight.
1: Uh, okay, so let's... Let's start. What film are you going to be talking about?
4: I'm going to be talking about the um, Penny Marshall, Gary Roth and Spielberg film starring Tom Hanks Big.
1: Yes. Um, Yeah, that's pure for Big. Three cheers for Big. (laughs) That's like five cheers, I guess, but that's okay. It was
2: a few concurrent cheers. Yeah. And they were all lovely.
1: I've just noticed how low these sofas are compared to the audience. Yeah. It's like, hello. I feel like we're
2: falling into the sea. Back to our guest.
1: Back to Big. <laughs> so when did you see Big first? How old were you? remember it?
4: Oh, we watched it over and over again when we were kids. Um, I, I grew up in the middle of Snowdonia in, in North Wales, so there was no cinema, but we had VHS. So we used to watch it on, on the video recorder over and over again. Um, it was released in 1988, so I would have been eight years old at the time. Um, and basically every, every movie we wa- watched was some kind of Spielberg... Family adventure movie mm-hmm. like Spielberg seemed to have his hand in everything somehow he either directed them or produced them or they were inspired by him somehow um, And I think the family adventure movie really took off in the 1980s because of cable TV So all of a sudden adults weren't going getting a babysitter and going out for the night by themselves to watch a film They were sitting with the family and everybody was watching the family together mm-hmm. so all of a sudden the studios had to make movies that really appealed to all ages and I think Big does that. And I think a really, really good story kind of transcends age. And I think this is a really, really great story.
1: So do you, do you actually remember the first time you saw it? Do you remember, like, the feeling of that film? Or is it something you saw a lot? So it's kind of just one big part of your childhood.
4: I, I don't remember the first time I saw it. I think we watched it. We must have watched it, like maybe 10 times a year more maybe really? like for years yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i remember i saw for the first time when i was four and for the second time last night so <laughs> i remember quite i remember like, like i remember just sitting on the sofa in the house i was in when i was four watching it and feeling weird about some of it because some of it is quite weird for the four-year-old but
4: sorry you felt weird when you were four or weird yeah, last no, night when I was four. it was okay. i felt
1: weird about different parts last weird
2: night. last night too yeah oh, yeah, exactly. yeah.
1: We'll, we'll get to that yeah well, um, I
4: felt weird watching it again because I watched it again last week for the first time in years and years and I totally forgot about the sex in it like yeah. I think I think when I watched it when I was a kid I it just didn't register with me but like she actually has sex with him yeah
1: I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like my parents might have made me like close my eyes once a bra came into the equation possibly yeah so yeah.
2: long bra sequence yeah yeah well he sees her bra in the we'll get to that but he does yeah maybe we long... should
4: maybe we should start at the beginning yeah 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 Um, okay well let's play a clip and um, I'll just read out the log line Uh, so after wishing to be big a teenage boy wakes up the next morning to find himself mysteriously inhabiting the body of an adult and then this scene that I'm going to play now is um, Josh has already made the wish he's he's woken up as a grown up and he's gone to his school where he's trying to convince his friend Billy that it's really him
1: so you were saying um, that it's um, like a Steven Spielberg kind of influence thing and it's interesting that he was actually originally supposed to direct it with Harrison Ford starring in Tom Hanks' That's role. That's right, yeah. Which would have been a weird film.
4: I well, I, yeah. I mean, Harrison Ford turned it down. I feel like Harrison Ford basically turned down an opportunity to be Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That could have been him. Because this is... I think this was Tom Hanks' first kind of big movie. I mean, he'd done Splash, I think, yeah, before Yeah, he'd been on well. TV and stuff. Yeah.
2: But yeah. well, this was when he became... Tom Hanks, yeah, and the way Madonna is Madonna now, yeah, but the way he is Tom Hanks, I know. I think Harrison Ford is—he's too handsome to have been Josh Baskin. Yeah, but I think Tom Hanks is handsome in a different way. In my
0: opinion,
1: Sarah, you were very taken by Tom I Hanks was last very night.
0: Surprised, I didn't know that Tom Hanks was handsome. And, uh, <laughs> no I genuinely genuinely didn't because I, I have very um, minimal Tom Hanks knowledge until last night uh, when I was immersed in, in big and then did some research uh, but I fully have a as misfire as Gump in my head forever so I uh, my, my yeah. handsome my handsome chasm was pretty steep you know oh oh but I was
2: pleasant <laughs> 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 we are very scrappy yeah. we're, <laughs> we're DIY podcast you guys yeah <laughs> But yeah, Tom Hanks, he's lovely hair and big. I just, mm. I, I really fancy Tom Hanks and big. So I'm just going to put <laughs> that on. Very good legs,
1: I noticed. He was. I was very envious of his legs. <laughs> oh, oh he he's very legs.
2: tall, I think. He's yeah. like a six-footer, which, mm. I mean, anyone under six foot isn't tall. Sorry, but <laughs> not true. to take that from
1: the top. Yeah. Go I on, mean, Annie. We're leaving all this in. Yeah, uh, we're leaving yeah. it all in. Okay, so let's do the clip then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So
4: why did you pick that clip? Okay, it's such a sweet, sweet clip. Yeah. Um, I just love this song. I remember this song my whole life, actually. Mm. But um, apparently uh, this song came into the movie because Tom Hanks' son had just been to summer camp and it was a song that he'd learned at summer camp. Tom Hanks' son was eight years old when he made this film, which is oh. surprising, isn't it? Because, like, how old was Tom Hanks? Thirty. Was he? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, he was, was 30, thirty. Ellen. Yeah. he was thirty. It was his son Colin, wasn't it? But they call him Colin in America.
4: So was this was this Colin's first rap then?
2: It, no, that's a different guy. Chet uh. is like his son called Charles or Charlie, and he's called Chet Hayes. But he doesn't rap anymore. That was like a very small part of his life. Okay. <laughs> it didn't it didn't really like pan out for him? <laughs> but he's rich, so like he can do whatever
4: yeah yeah um so so the reason I chose this clip is because they say when you're writing a screenplay that if you can connect all your plot points with the word and, then you're not trying hard enough, okay, so for example, the man wakes up in the morning, he eats his breakfast and he goes outside and he meets his friend, and they go somewhere blah 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 whereas. Um, you know if if you're writing that for for written fiction for prose it's okay because you can get inside the man's head and you can listen to all his fascinating thoughts but for the screen you have to visualize things and you have to take the thoughts out of the character and turn them into action so you should really connect all your plot points by using the word but instead which I think is what the film Big does so for example uh, Josh wants to go on the fairground ride but he's too short So he wishes to be big, but when he wakes up, he realizes that he's actually older, not just bigger. So he tries to explain to his mother what's happened, but she thinks he's an intruder, and she threatens him with a carving knife. (laughs) So he flees to New York City, which is really scary, but he gets a great job as a toy maker um, in putting data into a computer. But he meets the company director at the toy shop, and they bond over. The giant piano, and so on and so forth. Okay, so I think like with this film, in every, in almost every scene, there's a but, right? It's like that he he faces a new challenge at at each point, and I think that really like captivates the audience.
1: Um, I was gonna say something. Oh, on Instagram, you mentioned that Big um, has a great use of something called the Herald. You talk a bit about that? I found it really interesting.
4: Yeah, so that's another kind of narrative device. Um, so the Herald is like the message or messenger that kickstarts the action. And there's one in every story. So like in um, in uh, Harry Potter, he gets a letter, right? Or he gets a hundred letters through the chimney. And in Hunger Games, um, Katniss's, uh, the woman announces that Katniss's little sister is going to be uh, fight to the death. Um, so there's always like, it's either a person or a prop um in any world war ii movie like it's a newspaper headline or somebody gets a telegram delivered um if it's a like a 1980s romantic comedy someone comes back to their apartment and presses play on the answer phone yeah it's always the herald is always the messenger um and in big the herald is zoltar right it's this it's this machine in the fairgrounds where where josh goes and makes his wish but the really lovely thing about it, I think, is, it, you know, he's he puts the money in and, and the machine's going and he's making his wish. He wishes to be bigger. But he notices that it's actually unplugged. So there's no power going to it at all. So it's another little bit of magic there. Yeah,
2: That used to that machine scared the shit out of me when I was a child. <laughs> and it was it scared me so much that I, I went back and watched it like two days ago and I probably hadn't seen it since I was like 13 or 14 and the machine scared me so much that it was only on Monday that I was like, it wasn't plugged in. What? Yeah. <laughs> and they don't
0: linger on that detail. It's just this flicker, like this, this, uh, this moment where they pan so quickly to the plug. It's not a lingering, yeah. hammered home detail. It's a, it's a nod and a wink. And the machine itself has that lovely design to it, where it's. Very upsetting. They don't make things like that anymore. <laughs> the red eyes yeah. and the gaping mouth. Um, mm, there's the a head tilting bar. Oof! Yeah. Uh, and you've to th- you've to put the p- the the pet the the dime in, but you have to get the dime into Zoltar's mouth. Like it's a game that you have yeah. to play. It's not just like put in the coin for your fortune. There is a there's a a game element to it. Mm. Zoltar is high grade. 80s horror like he's
4: not (laughs) but I don't know actually was it designed for the movie or especially was it because they're all over the place now like I saw one on No Pier last summer Mm.
0: there's a lovely museum in San Francisco in the Wharf which is a Musée de Mecanique which is all of the similar to Zolt all of the Zoltars the world's ever known and like and and similar horrors but machines like that were not aesthetically chill in any way like they're fully hanging out under your bed waiting for you Um, and it's I think one of the things that I like about Big, while while that it's while it's uh, quite sanitised it's effectively a sweet kids movie there are these lovely moments of real discomfort and darkness Mm. and the 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 hideousness of Zoltar is is brilliant like he's very
2: sinister when Zoltar appears first oof Yeah. yeah
1: I feel like if they made that film now they would feel the need to explain what happened yeah. Whereas in the '80s, something just let it. Let's go. This weird thing happened. Deal with it. We're not even going to try explaining it. It's the '80s. It just Zoltar does this, and yeah, he will make you grow one way on the There'd way up, no, and a different like, the back way the way down.
2: Sta- Backstory lore, like none of that nonsense that we no have. No typing
1: websites. Yeah. No, thank you. Like remember Donnie Darko? We had to actually go into a website to figure out what happened, yeah.
2: and they would make you like click on things, and they. I didn't go on a website. I just interpreted the film like I wanted to when I was twelve when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, but I think with that, that in terms of the screenwriting of Big and the structure of it, it very much doesn't explain any more than it needs to. It's very direct in its storytelling. It's, um, it trusts the audience in a way, even though the audience are effectively supposed to be children. It, it trusts you as a viewer to just believe it and to just accept that this is where we're going. Like, trust us, we'll, we'll take you through this. There's mm-hmm. no um, explaining, there's no... Uh, like, I found myself really worried about his mother the whole time. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but so no, sad. She, yeah. Yeah, it's
4: well, fine. she only pops up a couple of times yeah. then after he goes missing, right? And the father disappears completely.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: Which is strange.
2: Maybe I, he's in his own separate film where he's like a vigilante trying to find <laughs> his son.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's just breaking up New Jersey. For, for <laughs> to find that he's in New York the whole time. Or where? <laughs> is it New York? Yeah, it's New York. Yeah, he yeah.
2: lived in New Jersey, but he moved to New York when he became. 30
1: yeah <laughs> and I
0: think from that clip what's really nice as well is the friendship that he has with his pal like the two of them and their little brotherhood is really yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's warm throughout mm-hmm. he's a great kid like, Billy's a great
1: character I feel like there was like two of Billy in everybody's class in school mm-hmm. he has that look of a child who was in your class as he, like. he looks
2: like the cheeky one but he'd do okay in school so the teacher would lad him away with things yeah you
1: know he's just good enough at football yeah is,
2: yeah. yeah barely possible yeah <laughs> but he's a cutie well, I like him what do you like about um? do you like the transition where he like in the film he goes to New York and he has this this job and he's so enthusiastic and so childlike because he is a child but he's just in a man's body do you like how um, the actual adults around him in react to him I think that's really interesting especially watching it as I'm not a child anymore and I, I just think it's if I encountered somebody like him at this age, I'd be like, I love him. He's the best. No,
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be having sex with him like Susan.
2: Uh, <laughs> like Susan. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. Can I just. <laughs> that I like. That part Like we'll get to that But I don't That's going to have To be a 15 minute We're going to say We'll get to that For the entire episode We're just going to keep Pushing it towards the end Yeah We'll
4: talk talk about The sex later I kind of (laughs) want to Block the whole sex thing out Just (laughs) right outside lads Yeah it is It's too early for this Um um, I think I think you can watch it really differently in two ways. You can watch it as a kid, which some of us here did, and you can watch it as an adult, and you can get something out of it at each stage in your life, right? And I think that's the beauty of the, the 80s movie. Like, so, some stuff goes over your head if you're a kid, and that's absolutely fine. The story still works, you know, because essentially this is about... The brilliance of this film is really in the story, I think. Um, they say there's only seven stories in the whole world right or some people say there's 20 stories and I think that there's another school of thought that there's like 30 stories in the whole world and then if you're a real story purist there's actually only three stories in the whole world but I like the idea that there's only seven stories so I'm going to read them out now and then you can tell me which one you think big is or one or two or even three different ones okay so first of all there is um, overcoming the monster so the protagonist sets out to defeat an antagonist force, often evil, which threatens the protagonist, the protagonist and his homeland. So that would be like Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Jaws. And then there's uh, Rags to Riches. So the poor protagonist acquires things such as power, wealth, and a mate before losing it all and gaining it back upon growing as a person. So like Annie or Cinderella, or Big. Or big, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would say it's a rags-to-riches story, yeah. And then there's the quest. The protagonist and some companions set out to acquire an important object or to get to a location, facing many obstacles and temptations along the way. So, Indiana Jones, the Goonies, the Princess Bride. Big. And big, yeah. (laughs) Right?
2: you think big? I think big. Yeah, I mean, like, he has to find Zaltar, that's the quest. He has to...
1: Was that one of the ones you had in mind?
2: Well, I don't know. Maybe not. I... I'm just
1: asking. Okay. I'm just asking a I think...
2: Well, I always <laughs> think of it as a quest movie because at the start, there's the computer thing and he's trying to figure out how to get past the wizard and then it goes into the obstacle in the main part of the film is that he can't find this creepy machine thing. And then the, there's other obstacles in that he starts to like being a grown-up. And he and... does
0: acquire lots of things along the way. Yeah. Like a Pepsi machine for his apartment. And the trampoline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that cool. can be big,
4: okay. <laughs> definitely. And then there's Voyage and Return. So the protagonist goes to a strange but seemingly perfect land until a shadow is cast on his venture. The hero makes his escape and returns with experience. So Crocodile Dundee, Back to the Future. Big? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's Comedy. So a light and humorous drama in which the central motif is the triumph over adverse circumstances resulting in a successful or happy conclusion. So. (laughs) Uh, Much to do about nothing. Bridget Jones' diary, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Big. Big. (laughs) And then there's um, the last one then is tragedy. So the protagonist is a hero who makes one great mistake, which is ultimately his undoing. Their unfortunate end evokes pity at the fall of a fundamentally good character. So uh, Titanic, Romeo and Juliet, Election, Macbeth. I don't know. I'd I, I say big is not a tragedy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. From Susan's perspective, it's a tragedy. I would say. Oh, Susan.
2: oh poor Susan. Yeah. Cause she thinks she's in a completely different film until yeah. the last five minutes. <laughs> Susan is in a different story. She yeah. thinks that she's
1: the straight-laced career woman who has a manic pixie dream boy come into her life and show what life's really all about. <laughs> but then it turns out he's 13 and she's had sex with her, which is yeah. the tragedy. I would say. mean, yeah. she she deals with it relatively well. I would say she doesn't like scrub herself clean or that could happen afterwards I don't know
4: yeah well she's kind of hopeful that he's maybe 15 or 16 yeah. she thinks that might be okay that was a yeah. devastating moment where I was like, him yeah. goes
0: you're 16
2: and he's like 13 <laughs> well what happens in those two years that still makes it it's still not it's the not age okay. of consent
0: yeah, yeah. her costumes were great yeah, i loved oh her shoulder pads
2: me too yeah, yeah. And yeah i loved as well i know it has nothing to do with tom hanks but i loved at the start when she uh, had her hair really tied tightly in a plot and then she decided to get in touch more with her fun side and she wore her hair all big and curly I thought that was a Yes. Yeah. And actually they
4: did something really interesting with the costume as well because at first she's wearing these really angular kind of power dressing primary coloured suits and then through the film she gets softer and softer and more girl-like so she's wearing angora sweaters and a, and a hair band like an Alice band um, and she's kind of giggling and she's kind of having fun with life again, right? Mm. Although she's still always got her glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't chain smoke anymore. So no. she kind of gives that up as well, yeah. She got
2: rid of that Awful Paul man. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the dad in Home Alone? Yeah. So well, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. He's just one of those kind of busy waspy men, you know. But yeah. I just really like the way you could see her change physically as well as personality wise through the movie.
4: Yeah, and there's so much comedy in in the, in the whole relationship, and you know she she's thinking that like he's having an affair, or she's just he's just not that into her, and she she wants so much more, and she wants to stay over, and he's like, well, okay, if I can go on top, and it's a bunk bed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. The sequence of them jumping on the trampoline. Was so it was maybe a minute and a half longer than it should have been because it, but then then you would have now like they take the time for her to be like absolutely not no I'm standing on it and I'm going to get off and it's a very long scene but by the time she finally lets go and is bouncing and her skirt is doing that fabulous tulle thing yeah. and the camera pans out and you can see them through the window jumping yeah it's it's a lovely moment yeah. like there are lovely moments That's of her yeah. just one of my favorite parts yeah again she's in a different movie like mm. well, I want to know <laughs> <her."> <laughs>
2: of course Susan.
0: Um, yeah, I think
4: that there is a lot of brilliance in the direction as well as in the screenwriting, and um, I think like you were saying earlier, like it's 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 a very simple way of directing a film, like it's quite straightforward, and I don't think they they make any overuse of like spectacle or, or design or anything, but they still do, uh, they they use like. Both the audio and visual aspect of the cinema, which is something I think we don't, we still don't do enough of. Like a lot of films, you could watch, you could close your eyes, and you could still understand it because the story is basically being told by dialogue. But in the '80s, um, American '80s movies, they really, they really contrasted the picture with the dialogue a lot of the time. There's a lovely scene about halfway through where um, Josh is writing to his mum and dad's to explain that he's been kidnapped um, and how the kidnappers are treating him. But the picture is contrasting and it's actually showing him moving into this beautiful penthouse apartment and filling it with like a pinball machine and a trampoline and an inflatable dinosaur. Um, So there's there's a lovely contrast there. I think we have a clip of this actually. Can we play that?
3: Dear mom and dad, they said that I could write you and let you know I was okay. So far, they're treating me fine. I got enough to eat and am perfectly safe. Taking what they're working for They say I'll get out of here in about a month. In the meantime, it's a lot like camp. <laughs> I watch TV and even get outside once in a while. I know you miss me. But try not to worry I think This experience Might even be good for me I love you Very much And I know I'll see you soon Your son Josh. P.S. Give Rachel
4: a kiss from her paper, right? I love I love the kind of beautiful innocence of this of like imagining what being kidnapped would be like because <laughs> <laughs> I think we all fantasized about being kidnapped when we were kids, and we yeah. not realizing now as adults what kidnapping probably would actually involve. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I yeah I used to really want to be kidnapped. Yeah. I used to me and my sister used to take turns to tie each other to trees outside and then rescue yeah. each other.
1: We did that too. Yeah. yeah. My brother locked me in um, a cupboard once because there was a cupboard with a child lock on it. Okay. And I put him in in it and then got him out, but then he put me in it and was too small to work the child lock, <laughs> so I got stuck in the cupboard. That
2: would give me. And there were a
1: lot of pots and pans in there. Yeah. So it was very uncomfortable.
2: Oh, that's like years of anxiety that I need to work through. Oh, yeah, I hate small spaces now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really,
1: really, really hate them. Yeah.
2: His yeah, apartment,
0: oh, sorry, no, his apartment uh, is the prototype for all tech bro spaces. <gasps> <gasps> I have done data entry in that apartment yeah. in the last oh couple of years. That idea of this like kind of Tr- truly kind of in a way it's such a masculine space where it's uh-huh. just huge except for objects of raw pleasure like the pinball and the Pepsi machine and the gas dinosaur like yeah. it's uh, I've fully been in that office it's uh, it's incredible how accurate that is to modern day uh, office spaces all you need is
2: like free beer and a very very low salary yeah yeah and then you're happy <laughs> then you're happy out. and a big bowl
1: for <laughs> some dank nugs
2: yeah. and just like disrupt you know yeah just up the space mm-hmm. but yeah like his apartment i would have thought he got a nicer bunk bed like there are nicer bunk beds than the one that he got it's like a very it's a red sort of like 13 he likes red yeah i know yeah that's true that's true i'm not 13 but i do like red um
4: and then the other bit of really beautiful uh visual storytelling i think is when he bumps into his boss at the toy store and they bond and at that point, he's data inputting for the company. And then after they meet, his boss promotes him to uh, vice president toy tester or whatever it is, uh, this dream job of basically pay, playing with toys your whole life. But it's beautifully done because they, they visualise it, they choreograph the bonding rather than two people talking to each other about you know how well they get on. They just put them into a dance situation and they dance out the the notes of chopsticks on the piano together is really lovely uh, and apparently they did it all almost in one take the two what? of them together they, they practiced for they were
1: definitely actually doing it i was watching their feet very closely <laughs> yeah <laughs> they definitely did it they, because i read that they learned it and they had like like trained people brought in that day and they were all like no we know this we're gonna do it back off <laughs>
4: they had real dancers they
1: to, had, as stand just in case but no they just did it themselves Yeah, just
2: to do yeah. like the feet only mm. i think they did a
1: phenomenal job. I Because that's the scene everybody knows, obviously. It and makes I was, me so happy. Well, yeah, when it happened, I was like, hey, okay, here's the piano scene. But by the end, I was just smiling away to myself. I cried alone. on yeah. one day.
0: <laughs> but again, it's not so perfect that it's, it's false. There is occasional little slight missteps mm-hmm. and you can see them both concentrating and smiling. And I think there's something of that authenticity that you don't really get in family films of today. Everything is very, like perfect and choreographed or uh superimposed or they Mm they would have done it with um cgi there was something very raw and magical about that scene where they're obviously dancing and kind of they might stand between notes very briefly but the energy of that choreograph is is the the choreography is uh very potent yeah and you absolutely. can kind of feel them smiling at each other yeah. and for a moment it's not just the two characters smiling at each other it's the two actors going oh my god we're getting it we're getting it yeah. like and that's contagious yeah like that, people
2: around them watching them i love uh, that too i love like every time i watch it i pick a different person who's watching them to watch <laughs>
0: and i think it's a little bit of that school of of that particular kind of family movie as well where the toy shop mm. is presented as this sort of uh, temple of joy mm. I feel like it's in Home Alone a little yes, bit as well definitely. there's a yeah. couple of other films where it's that particular what's it called that one in, um, in New York and I, the name is gone oh, F.O. Schwartz. Yeah. Schwartz and there's one in London it's, it's Har- uh, not it's Har- Hamleys. Hamleys. Hamleys in London where there are these just temples of joy where it's mm. not just toys but it's installations and it's, it's machines demonstrations like there's a stuff, there's yeah. a Wonderland feel to it you know and uh, I think uh, that, that whole sequence is wonderful because immediately he's terrified when he sees his boss you know Yeah. but something mm better happens and something that could only be possible in that kind of a backdrop like the environment that they are put in in that moment facilitates that ease between them Mm -hmm. you know like I like that his boss isn't an an evil grumpy grown-up yeah that there's something warm and alive in him even though he runs a toy company he still runs a toy company yeah you know there's something magic in that I, I really really enjoyed that moment of it that felt really um not real but unreal in a lovely way
4: yeah absolutely yeah it's there's just nothing overproduced about it it's it's yeah. overproduced is the exact yeah. word yeah
2: I feel like um, him uh, the guy Macmillan like the toy boss guy He, you probably get so sick of people telling you you're doing everything right and stuff when you're a big CEO of a big company so when you have someone who's ostensibly an adult man being like, yeah, this is a shitty toy, and it sucks. <laughs> and he'd be like, okay, I respect you. You're mm-hmm. hired. Like, you would be like, this this guy's got moxie or what, what have you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
4: <laughs> I think I think we have that clip, actually. I think that was the, the clip that was played before. Mm. It should be called Robot at about 40-something minutes.
3: One quarter of that, and that is one-fifth of the total revenue from all of last year. No, not for me. (laughs) Yes? Yes. I don't get it. (laughs) What exactly don't you get? It, It turns from a building into a robot, right? Precisely. Well, what's fun about that? Well, if you had read your industry breakdown, you would see that our success in the action figure area has climbed from 27% to 45% in the last two years. There, that may help. Oh. Yes. I I still don't get it. (laughs) What? What don't you get, Well. There's a million robots that turn into something. And this is a building that turned into a robot. What's fun about playing with a building? It's not any fun. This is a skyscraper. <laughs> well, couldn't it <laughs> be like a, a, a robot that turns into, into something, like a like a bug or something? A bug? Yeah, like a big prehistoric insect, but maybe like giant claws that <laughs> pick up a car and, and crush it like that. A prehistoric transformer. Interesting. Gentlemen, so the robot. Ah, uh, gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> Just a very good idea here. The robot turns into a bug.
4: This is a great idea. This
3: is a <laughs> <laughs> <forwards> <laughs> <I think> <laughs>
4: I just just
2: love that so much because everyone's like my god (laughs) and then the other guy John who I think is one of my most hated film characters of all time I just hate him, he's the biggest dry shine in the world but I love how he offers um, Josh like a page of figures and marketing statistics as if that's gonna make anyone even an adult person think that that's what makes a toy good like that's his yeah. mind I hate him yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it's something that marks him out as a child there is that he speaks when someone says any questions in a meeting <laughs> which we all know very well not to do but he
0: puts his hands
4: up yeah yeah
0: and then, and then again, even oh, sorry, I did it again. Every time, every time, you're um, doing great. Just I'm not I'm not hitting any tables. I'm not doing <laughs> um, the second time. Even before he starts interrupting him, he does it again. He just very slightly, like <laughs> Tom Hanks is such a gorgeous physical actor. Yeah. like He is so much um, nuance in the way that he is. There's a scene early on, um, his first night in that motel, where he's, he hears the argument happening down the phone just outside the door. And when he starts to become extremely frightened, mm. his progression into being extremely frightened and crying in the bed, it's only about a minute of it. He goes from sitting on a little chair to crying his eyes out to hiding his face in a pillow he's outstanding and in that meeting he does it but he does it hilariously with the hand just he's unreal. slowly raising yeah. it it's amazing
4: yeah you really believe that he's a child don't you he's yeah. so convincing yeah his,
2: his body language and his posture and um just the way he comports himself it's really childlike but he's just this massive you know giant man you know i mean Compared mm. to him as a thirteen-year-old, mm. it's it's really like a, an amazing job. that he Well, did. they
1: videotaped all the scenes with the child actor doing them, and then Tom Hanks watched those to figure out what he was doing. So they actually did the whole film just like on video with the kid and all the adult actors, and that's what Tom Hanks was working off of. Okay, which is amazing. So I he think. was
2: on the trampoline. The little Josh was on the trampoline with, with Susan. Yeah. Okay.
1: Mm. <laughs> that's cool. I would have
2: liked to. I would like to see that what the dynamic would be. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so really interesting. That's really cool.
1: Yeah.
4: So everything's going really well for Josh. He's having the best time. He's, having, he's living his best life. <laughs> <laughs> he's in this amazing penthouse apartment. He's got all these toys and games to play with. He's making loads of money. His friend's coming to the city to see him. He's befriended Susan, and um, they're having a weird kind of relationship. Mm. So if, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so We're going to have to
1: get there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
4: if we see this story as the voyage and, and return story then at some point a shadow has to be cast right But there has to be a butt it just can't, it can't just keep going well um and i think that the the next major plot twist happens after he loses his, his virginity and i think you could do a kind of a conservative american reading of the film that it's actually about holding on to your childhood your innocence and your virginity and not stepping over the line into into adulthood too soon because everything starts getting a little bit uh darker for for josh after he has sex i think um and like i said earlier i didn't even realize he had sex when i watched it no when i was
2: a the kid only- i was like oh they just smooch i don't know yeah
4: well there's there's a scene where she, she's kind of taken her top off and yeah. he he's looking at her bosom and um she turns the light off suggestively and he's just like no turn it back on (laughs) Um, I'm
0: 13 (laughs) I'm literally a child
4: (laughs) (laughs) and then it cuts to the next morning back in the office and Josh is striding down the corridor and he rips off the keep out the childish keep out sign that he drew for his office door and he orders a coffee Mm -hmm. Um,
0: and he makes sure that that it's a black coffee
4: it's a black coffee that's right yeah his costumes Um, start to
0: change after that as well he moves into suits and out of his his, like tech bro, uh, cardies and, and slacks and stuff, yeah. and his uh, Nike Air Jordans 2. His, his Nike Air Jordans 2, very particular, good oh, sneaker oh. that he was wearing. They're gone, They're yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. he, he, that is actually it. He, it's a loss of innocence and a movement into this dark world, if, but it's not particularly dark. He, well, he just no, kind of gets I've... competent at his job, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. He's <laughs> like to work Excel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's, extremely not, it's not busy. dark. Dark
4: is the wrong word, but it's he. It becomes a little sad. Like yeah. he's overworked all of a sudden. Like he he has to spend all his time in the office. He has to go to boring dinner parties. Mm. Um, I think he he sneaks back home at one stage and and spies on his friends, yeah. and his old friends, and they're all hanging around outside a shop you know hanging out in the car and just laughing and having fun and he playing has to and they're and in the stuff.
0: leaves they're playing in leaves so it's sort of autumn at that time and they're playing in this huge pile of leaves like so that could yeah. be another kind of signal that it's going into that, that a wintering is happening for him like that the world is changing around him. And yeah even
1: at that dinner party he's, like goes off to help that the son with his math homework, homework. Mm-hmm. let's go hang out with the kid yeah. instead
4: and the whole time susan wants to know you know what's going on between them
2: yeah they have that big conversation where she's like what are we and he's like <laughs> I don't know. I'm 13. And he she she's like, what? what,
4: what, How do how do you feel about me? And he just
2: goes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Hitting her with a comic book.
2: (laughs) Like how would you react? It's Tom Hanks. I'd be like, okay, (laughs) sure.
4: But then the crunch comes when his best friend from home, Billy, comes to his office and says, you know. This, this isn't working anymore basically like you're my, supposed to be my best friend and he's he's got no time for him
0: and they only curse once in the film and they use it brilliantly yeah. where it's Billy going fuck you and <laughs> yeah. it's so powerful in that moment because the rest of it isn't sanitised necessarily but that's this Colossal turning point Because of course Billy cusses Because he's got a cool leather jacket Billy's so cool But he (laughs) has a (laughs) mullet But he does He has has a ginger mullet Badges and business on his jacket Billy is wicked cool And you have to get to New York He was He's a serious guy He probably got the train on his own
2: Yeah absolutely (laughs) He doesn't
0: care And when he turns When he turns that moment around Mm. it's it's wonderfully powerful it doesn't mm. feel like an overstep it doesn't feel like it because sometimes when you when there's no cussing and then somebody cusses you're like oh that was cheap it wasn't cheap no. it was used uh really deliberately and uh really powerfully in that moment yeah. and it, it takes a minute to land with josh as well like there's a, a i don't think that immediately sends him on the path to returning home but something in the air changes mm. from it
4: i think we have that clip as well actually
3: Wednesday would be better than Thursday. Yeah, I, I have a key example right here. Where you been? I've been trying to reach you forever. I'm in the something. list. All can do is call. Can you give me just a minute, please? are talking about? It's the list.
0: Would you come back and lunch? Or I'm a little bit busy right now.
3: Would you come back? Hello? Busy? Billy? Are you out of your mind? Jesus, Billy. Miss Patterson, could you get them oh, on, you? on wait the phone? Wait a minute, did like God. Who the fuck do you that think you sense. are? Hey! hey you're someone. Josh Baskin, remember? You broke your arm on my roof, you hit my basement when Robert Dyson was about to wreck your head off! You don't the-
2: get it, do you? This is important! When he says this is important, his priorities have changed.
4: Yeah. Well, also the way he says "Hey" when when Billy says "Fuck" is like an adult would say to a kid. Yeah, and, you'd
2: be like, "Please
0: yeah. don't ever say that again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's worse. It's who the it's not. It's worse than "fuck you." It's who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, like that's a, that's brilliant writing. Because yeah. he's
1: lost yeah. himself by then.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's you quite forgot. shocking to hear the word "fuck" in a PG PG thirteen you film, right? Because once. I don't I don't think. He, I don't think that would happen now. Like, I don't think they even swear no, in the Hunger Games. Or... No. no. Oh, no. Yeah. They,
0: they they fully murder outright in the Hunger Games, but nobody curses. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's true. And nobody yeah. would be slightly stepping on the wrong key on a floor piano either. <laughs> you know? Like, it's, it's that slight rough around the edges feel that you don't... Again, it's about trusting the audience. Mm. The kind mm. of storytelling that's happening in big, similar to the kind of storytelling that happens in a lot of films from that time, it trusts the audience. It's not condescending. It's not sanitised. It it trusts you to come with it and to be returned safely but slightly changed whereas now i feel that things are polished very 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 neatly mm. even when they're dark like the hunger games it's still
2: makes really them blunt, kind sa- of.
0: It's, yeah. it's super blunted mm. whereas there's still a little electric spark at the core of something like big even if the storytelling yeah. is direct
4: yeah well i like that billy is um you know billy's so angry and he's reminding him that he's his best friend and he reminds him about what best friends do, and the thing, the pieces of his childhood that he reminds him about are these really not great things. Like he broke his arm on his roof, and he hid him in his basement when he was going to be beaten up by bullies. You know, but it's it's this kind of memory that triggers something in Josh that maybe that is some a place that he wants to go back to. Mm-hmm. And later on, when Susan, when he asks Susan, like, oh, you know, maybe you could come with me, and she says, no, actually, it was. Uh, it was hard enough the first first time round. You know, it's not a painting like this mm-hmm. this lovely picture of adolescence at all. Um, but there's certainly something about it. You know when you <coughs> you know if you like go through like a really bad breakup and at the time it's uh, it's awful, you know, and you can't bear it, but then years, years later you kind of look back at it back at that time with a kind of fondness because like you were really alive or something, your emotions were really raw and you're like, Oh yeah, I remember that when mm-hmm. I was like living life. <laughs> um, I think Josh almost feels like that like Billy's just reminding him of all this crap that happens but he's like and then he goes and he looks at his friends and he realises like he doesn't want to miss out on this teenage years
0: Also Billy or uh, Josh as an adult might have a Susan but he doesn't have any mates he doesn't have any friends he has Susan who kind of I'm going to say it, low-key mothers him. Yeah. Just putting that out there. uh, But he doesn't have any friends. He can't have conversations with other adults. The closest he comes to having a conversation with another person who isn't uh, Billy is when he goes off to do algebra homework with that other lad at the house party. Yeah. He's effectively alone. So when Billy's reminding him of all of these extremely vulnerable moments, he's reminding him that he has friends and those kind of friendships those ride or die your arm is broken i'm gonna take care of you when someone's coming at you to kick your head off those particular kind of friendships are forged as a teenager and the friendships that you have as an adult to be honest are way more stilted dinner parties than i'm gonna mind you when your arm is broken Mm -hmm. you know so he realizes in that moment that he is sacrificing these hugely intimate uh like important moments of closeness that only teenagers especially okay. sort of 13 14 15 he I, I I would go back I mean if you gave me an apartment that looked like that in New York I'd be happy out yeah me too but I also and no matter how hard and not great crack being a teenager as Susan points out i wouldn't do that again but there's still really important uh relationships that you
2: have you have time and, to bond know? when you're that age like yeah. you have so much time relatively
0: because... little else to be doing
4: yeah. capitalism
2: hasn't gotten you yet <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, he has the choice now, and he has to make the choice about whether he's going to go back or not. Mm. Um, I was taught screenwriting at UCD by Owen Harris, and um, I'll I'll never forget one of the classes he taught us about choice, and he was saying that when when you're writing a screenplay, you have to give your characters so many choices, right? And then they take the story on a different path. But if you're writing a really brilliant screenplay, you only give them one choice. And he said to us, so if you give your character one choice, how many choices are you giving them? And we were all like, uh, uh, one choice? You're giving them <laughs> one choice? He's like, no, if you give your character one choice, how many choices does he have? Nobody knew the answer. And then he said, they have no choice. And we were like, "Ah, oh, of course. Yeah. And I think, I think this is, that happens in big, you know, like, it's easy for us to kind of look at the story and say, oh, I just keep the penthouse. But Josh has no choice because he's in an an emotional state now where he understands he's going to miss out on half his life. So he has to go and find Zoltar and make the wish again and go back to his old life.
2: It's sad, even though it's questionable ethically. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I still think it's quite sad because, like, more so for Susan just because she found someone that was, like, really creative and kind of opened her mind up a bit to the fact she could be a fun person and then just what a stinger like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) susan's
0: in a different movie yeah this is this is in
2: a movie that meg ryan would be playing susan in at the time you know
0: i was really happy for his mom
2: that he too. got him yeah. back.
0: His mom was in five episodes of Frasier, did you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she briefly dated Frasier Crane. Oh, there you go.
2: What season was this? Oh,
0: that's a very good question. I'm going to find that it. out and I'm going to um, watch. But yeah, the mother, uh, her reaction when he comes into the house in the beginning and that brief conversation that she has with Billy through the window, like, we don't we don't see her again if this this film was made today which it simply wouldn't be Mm. um there would be a lot more focus on the forensics and the cops and the journalists and the mother having a nervous breakdown and what exactly happened and who is this old guy in weird sportswear who broke into your house and told you like there Mm -hmm. i feel like it would be we wouldn't be permitted that suspension of
2: disbelief no it'd all be explained away but there's
0: just a couple of really
4: simple um nods to it like when the when the kind of the baddie from the toy toy shop is having breakfast with Susan, mm. the milk carton is on the table. Yeah. A lovely
0: touch. Yeah, and
4: She's Josh's picture as a, as a kid is on the milk carton, and that's all you need to see. You know, it's just this hint at the other side of things that the police might be looking yeah. for him.
1: I suppose kids watching it would be pretty much ignoring that side of it, but that's just enough for adults watching it to remember uh. the huge emotional toll he's taking on his mother. By what well, he's doing. yeah,
2: there's the bit that's like I only really there were so many sad parts that I noticed this time around watching it because like sad things happen when you're alive so there was this part where um, it was he had eaten too much pizza and he rang his mom and pretended to be a telemarketer and he was like if you were giving your kids medicine and they had a tummy ache what would they take (laughs) and like the mom was like sounded really tired but she was like Pepto Bismol and he's like and how long would you take it for (laughs) and I just thought it was really lovely and like, just it must have been hard for her to have that phone call when her kid was missing at the mm. time, you know. And he had a
0: birthday that was the other sad moment, oh, oh, yeah. That God. was really Where, sad. Where like Billy and Josh are like chilling in the pizza parlor, throwing yeah. dough balls into a fancy chef's mouth, having getting their lives. And uh, cut to a couple of weeks later, and the very tired looking mom opens the window to talk to Billy, and it's like he had a birthday, you know. Mm. And Billy's just like, Yep, yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: Yeah,
0: Wink. <laughs> I think there's a lot of emotion in
4: the film um, really just tied up in people doing nice things for each mm-hmm. other. You know, like there's the kind of... The, the idea of this adult world is mean and backstabbing and yeah, it's Josh and Billy and all these people are do- making these nice gestures and you really go along with it. Like, it's so moving. Mm-hmm. Just something as simple as a birthday cake.
2: Mm-hmm. It's such a lovely film and it's like... I think even watching it, like, it's one of those ones that... Sometimes I watch films from my childhood and I get sad that I'm not the age that I was when I first watched it. But I it's one of those kind of ones. I suppose it's cuz it's one of those 80s family movies that you you can watch it at, at, at any time and it will be good. Yeah. Like a good classic Simpsons episode. Yeah. It's every everything there's everything for everybody.
4: I don't think they thought it was going to be like this. Um in the the woman who plays Susan in her autobiography she said at one point her and Tom Hanks looked at each other and just said this is going straight to video. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, trying to get people involved in the project, like the Tom Hanks plot was off to like Warren Beatty and Whoa. Carson
1: Borden, all these actors and everybody. Robert, um, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, yeah. yeah. Actually yeah. sat down, he actually like rehearsed scenes with Billy.
2: Could yeah. you imagine? Yeah.
1: <laughs> they said they wanted him to have him as a man's man originally.
2: Get out of here. I know, yeah. Hanks is the only guy. <laughs> He's the only guy. For
1: Apparently
4: me. there were there were five age-swapping movies released in the space of <laughs> a, of a year in, in 1988.
1: Well, they only invented the technology to do it in the 80s. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Except when they got 3D films, you know. Was that Freaky
2: Friday? Was Freaky Friday was the first...
1: 70s, but there was actually... Oh. there. Oh. It was Vice, Vice Versa, yeah. Uh, like Father, Like Son. Like Father, Like Son. There was one
0: George 18 again. Yep.
1: And The yeah. Grande, which is an Italian film, ah. which, again, is one... Um, child wishing to be older but his reason is purely to have sex with his teacher which is less innocent than Big I feel.
2: Oh my god that's horrific. Yeah. La- oh, okay.
1: But Big's the one we remember so that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Big's it's it's Big's really good the good only one. one you remember right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Not completely.
1: So let's give the final word to you. If you want to recommend Big to someone who if someone isn't convinced yet what would you say to someone who had never seen Big?
2: Who's not Big on Big. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> how, would, how would you convince someone to watch it? Like why do you like it? Oh, well, I think it,
4: I think it's because like it takes you back to your own childhood, like wishing your childhood away, away wanting to be an adult. But actually, the magic bits in the film are, are, the, are the childhood pieces, like the things about the toys and the fun and the games.
1: Yeah. There we go. Thank you so much, Annie Atkinson. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Annie. Thank and you thank you, Annie Annie you so Atkin. much, everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's our 50th episode.
2: Yeah.
1: With Juvenalia. Yeah. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank Bye. you. Good
3: night. <laughs> <What was laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. HPN, the Headstuff Podcast Network. See headstuff.org for more details.